Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Excuse My Reach. I'm your host, Emma Isaac. Today, our guest is Clarissa Karana Rotney, a holistic health slash nutrition coach and a Nike trainer based in Los Angeles. Through her experience of stepping outside of the nine to five world and practicing her passions, Clarissa has formulated a career and a lifestyle that go hand in hand. From creating health and wellness content to providing expert exercise tips, she has carved her niche in this space and is influencing by doing. So without further ado, Clarissa, welcome to Excuse My Reach. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, Emma, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a great energizing conversation, so I'm excited to dive in. I'm so excited that you're here. Like I said in that intro, you've done it all kind of within this space. Maybe you don't think that you've done it all yet, but from an outsider's perspective, it feels that you have tackled so much at such a young age, gone through so many transitions within your career thus far. So I'm really excited to hear from the beginning how this all started. And the first thing that I really do want to ask you where it started you know, from the very, very beginning, maybe even like when you were a child, what were your initial interests? How did you grow up? And how did you, in a short snippet, get to where you are today? Oh my gosh, what a great question, because I've spent a lot of time thinking about my career path and how it feels like I've moved from fashion to fitness to now wellness, and it's evolved to this where I am right now. Um, But it's really all connected, even though it might not feel like it throughout the entire journey. Um, It actually started at a really young age. When I was seven years old, I started doing theater acting. And I remember there was like seven rules, which I don't remember all the rules of being an actor from this (laughs) one amazing playhouse that I used to go to. But the second rule was energy and enthusiasm. And they would make us yell that from the top of our lungs, jump up and down. And those two words, energy and enthusiasm, have stuck with me throughout my entire young adult life, career life. Um, In high school, I was a cheerleader. And so a lot of energy and enthusiasm, you know, played a role there. And I loved performing. I loved dance. I loved that form of movement was really just my outlet at the time. Um, And then headed to college and loved just doing a lot of leadership things. A lot of that stemmed from my high school career. Um, I did, I was president of my junior class, like did all the extracurricular things. And then it led me to college and did a lot of work with Victoria's Secret Pink as a campus rep for a good amount of my college career there at USC. Um, and then I was so destined. I wanted to work in fashion marketing. And so that was my first post-grad job, which was marketing at a fashion company in downtown LA. It was a wonderful experience. I learned from so many awesome mentors there. Um, and, but you know, through all of this, I got my yoga teacher training certification in college. So I was still teaching yoga on the side, loved that. And I knew like, you know, I was just always a little afraid to go all in on that and never really felt like I could see a clear path with doing just that for some reason. And I felt like I needed to have this nine to five job and juggle my passions at the same time. Um, and so, you know, I stayed in marketing for a while. I, then I moved to fitness marketing. And that was really when I got to get a little bit closer to what I love to do and be around the people that, you know, were in the same industry as me and seeing them pursue movement full-time really made me think like, you know, 
I could do this too. Like, why not me? Um, and then of course COVID hit and everything moved online. And I was teaching yoga at the time and really thinking about, okay, how do we still bring movement into a space that feels so not virtual at the time? And Mm -hmm. it was such an in-person thing. But, you know, we pivoted, we brought fitness online. I was teaching virtual fitness classes uh, and it was really an incredible experience to move with 50 to 75 people all through COVID at each class. It was insane. I, everyone needed movement more than ever. And it, I was to my surprise, like we were able to carry that same beautiful energy that we get in the studio online in just a different way. Um, and so from that, I made my own on-demand fitness platform. And, you know, that has also evolved to now post-COVID, teaching more full-time. I decided to leave my social media job, my full-time social media job um, last March. And since March, I've been doing it all on my own. I allowed myself to just go in because I figured clearly I've gotten to this point. This thing has still been in the back of my head. It's like this little voice that kept nagging me like, you know, build your own business, build your community, create something for yourself. And I really just leaned into the fact, like, if not now, then when? And I really needed to create space for me to be able to even think creatively and start to do a little bit more. And I'm definitely the type of person who wants to do all of the things and try to juggle (laughs) a million things at once. Um, But it was about taking a step back and allowing myself the space and the pause, which for me, doesn't come naturally to take a step back and be okay with a slower day or a slower moment. Um, So yeah, so now I'm here. That's amazing. Thank you so much for taking us through all of that. And I really do love that the through line for every single thing that you did, starting from theater, going through all of those social media positions, then now like starting your own thing, working through movement, it does have that through line of energy and enthusiasm that you started with, which is so cool. Like you were saying, I do want to know because of course, when people talk about that transition, that kind of gigantic leap that when you look back on it, it kind of feels like, okay, yes, like I just left my job and then I created this thing and it felt like the right time and the right thing to do. But what was that transition really like for you? Was it challenging? Was it scary? Monetary implications that were weighing you down at all that you thought like, okay, if I leave this now, if I leave something that's so steady and just go full-fledged in on my own, am I going to be floating Talk to us a little bit about your whole mindset throughout that process. Yeah. So I had meditated on this for a while. I think over the past like two and a half to three years, I've always kind of questioned like, how do I take that leap? How do I leave my steady income source, my job that is, you know, supporting my lifestyle to a little bit of an unpredictable lifestyle and how do I still know that I can be financially stable and support my lifestyle without, you know, I don't know. That's a big question, right? And I listened to a million podcasts of people doing (laughs) the same thing and taking the leap. And ultimately it really came down to a feeling like how cheesy is that Clarissa? But it really was a (laughs) feeling and it really was not thinking too hard into like, am I ready for the shift or do I need to wait a little bit longer? And I wrote down the things that would bring me security and ultimately like taking a risk never is 
predictable, right? And I knew I needed to, okay, let me set a deadline for myself. I'm going to leave my job in March and in three months, I'd like to be here. And so I set that deadline for myself. I also made sure that I did save up a cushion for myself for about three to four months of my expenses of my like comfortable living expenses, which of course, like now during that three month period, I was not spending the same amount as I normally, let's say would when I have my full-time income and all the things that we don't normally think twice about. Um, And so that is like a little short-term adjustment that comes along with taking a risk that could create something so much greater than you could have ever imagined. And being on the other side of that now, it really comes back to, I fully believe that when you create more space in your life, the right things really find you. And that's how this Nike thing came about as well. And I knew that I was about to leave my job. Actually, it was just, you know, it was in that I was in that headspace of like, I know I'm prepping for this new life transition. And coincidentally, like the stars aligned, got a message from my contact at Nike and she took my class and she offered me this Nike trainer role and this opportunity. Um, And I was like, that was like the solidifying thing. I was like, okay, everything is really coming to me. Everything is falling into place. I'm putting that energy out there that I'm ready for this shift. I don't know what's next. Like I don't have it all mapped out, but I'm going to lean into the fact that these doors are opening. And the more I create space, the more doors will open. And for me, that's really scary because I love to have it all mapped out to the T. I love to know exactly what I'm doing every single month, a year out of a year in advance, um, (laughs) very goal oriented type A person. Um, But this year has really shown me that you can have a vision, but you put the energy out there of what you want to attract. And then you really need to just release control on it. And as much as you want to know exactly what comes next, try to trust in a little bit deeper in your purpose in life. And if you keep doing that aligned action, the right things really will find you. I think that's such an incredible mindset to have. And it's clearly very much worked out for you. You've gotten to a place where I feel like is really incredible. I want to rewind it back a little bit to when you said your Nike contact, because I think a lot of people are probably curious hearing about your profession, what you do now, and how do you build that network? When you were starting out, how did you have any contacts at all? How did you, you know, have anybody know about you, know who Clarissa is? Great question. Um, a lot of it. So specifically for the Nike contact, actually, I want to talk about the power of social media because she found me on Instagram. And so I didn't know her previously through any of this. It, she just found me on Instagram and messaged me and we connected and we got coffee and the rest was history. Um, but that really comes back to, you know, you are responsible for the image that you paint online and the power of Instagram and social media and connection now with living in this digital world can really open a lot of doors that maybe we didn't have the opportunity to, or, you know, the resources to, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And now with social media, we can connect with people across the country or across the world. Um, But in, in just forming connections, I think reflecting back on my career, everyone plays a role in that. And it's, it's about 
you know, you never know who you're going to meet at what instance. And whether it's one person you work with for three weeks in your full-time first job or um, someone you meet at the grocery store, even it's always important to lead with kindness. And, you know, I like to approach every conversation I have with an open mind and, you know, just, just love in my eyes because sometimes that can be naive, but also it's, <laughs> it's gotten me to a place where I feel like I have created a big network for myself, which I am very grateful for. And I continue seeing that like, you know, the world really isn't that big, like someone that, you know, someone knows somebody else and they know somebody else. So you know, put that energy out there, continue doing like the things that feel like you are showing up in your truest form. And that energy will radiate to other people and that energy will attract the right things and the right people to you. I firmly, firmly believe that. Um, But, you know, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and introduce yourself because a lot of the time someone else is really hoping that you would, you would say something, right? Like even I'm, yeah, when I'm walking my dog and my boyfriend and I run into someone who were like, oh my God, this person's definitely so cool. And then it's just like this awkward silence. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be like, hey, we should all take our dogs on a hike one time. Like, there's no harm in that and saying that. And if someone's like not about it, they'll just be like, oh yeah, you know. But if, but more oftentimes than not, I feel like they're hoping that you would say something too. So I just like to not have awkward feelings and moments. So I'm usually the person to just try to say things. I completely agree. I feel like if I'm ever in a situation like that, I never feel awkward in it. So I'm like, let's just all talk to each other, even if we're strangers. It's okay. It's really okay. It's really okay. We're all human. And, you know, what's the worst thing? Like, it could be awkward and you're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) That person didn't vibe with me. That's all right. (laughs) And you're not going to be for everyone. That's a big thing. That's a big lesson that I've learned lately, too. And especially being a people pleaser. It's you want you want to make everyone happy, but you know, you have to come back to yourself and know that if you're honoring your your discernment, then move forward with that in mind. For sure. And I, you know, that actually kind of brings me into my next question of thinking about how you were talking about building your social media presence and how Nike reached out to you and found you online. What would you say are some of your top tips of somebody that is listening to this and maybe thinking that they want to follow in a similar career path as you? What would you say is some of the key things to put out on social media? Or like, is it frequency of how much you post? Is it authenticity? Just some of your top tips there. Wow. So I actually had a career in social media. So I always say like, it's much harder for me to speak on my own Instagram and stay consistent with my own Instagram versus like be able to consult for a brand or another account. Um, And so now that I have like full time on my own account and all my energy goes into my account, something that I'm really working on is, you know, thinking about three pillars of content that you specifically feel like you're really good at and you can speak to and you can expand upon and create content within those three pillars and ask yourself like what are the biggest roadblocks in these three pillars and if someone is trying to learn more about for instance for example for me like nutrition what are what are like these big roadblocks that people are facing towards nutrition and even from my own experience right off the bat it's you know confusion with the grocery store it's how to balance your plate it's how much protein should I be eating? Um, 
you know, so creating your content from that standpoint, when you understand that the content you create is not really about you and it's really about, you know, how can I serve and how can I continue to put more goodness out there that can benefit the viewer? Um, those are, those are, those are my top tips when it comes to building community and creating a space that feels like it's enriching, not just for yourself, but for the greater good of everyone else. Um, of course, you can always post your own personal updates and things like that, because that is what makes you relatable. And so you want to have a good balance of vulnerability and entertainment um, and also education. That's awesome. I think those are really great tips, especially for somebody that's starting out that just needs like a baseline of knowledge of how do I start this? Because it can be a really intimidating process, especially because of how much content is out there currently. So with that, what are some things that you feel like make you stand apart? And then twofold to that, do you feel like there is a platform that you primarily engage with that you feel like is the best for your type of content? That's a great question. Um, right away, I, well, I right now only really post on Instagram, um, but I would actually like to be posting on LinkedIn. And I feel like that's not, it's not, it's, it's a very underrated social media platform. Completely agree. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I mean, I adore, I, I, I can see how TikTok is great. Um, but personally it overwhelms me and I, I have not been able to go on it or stay consistent with that. So I'm just kind of staying in my Instagram and LinkedIn lane at the moment. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, especially for health and wellness content, I think a lot of, you know, busy professionals use that platform and health and wellness is very important for anyone in any industry. And I think that having that supporting content in the midst of all of the other professional updates or, you know news things would be a great place for it. And Instagram, I just love the way that Instagram lets you create and relate to your audience. And there are always new updates and things to, you know, other tools so that you could learn how to be a little bit more creative in different ways, which I think is really fun. Um, but yeah, what makes me stand out? I mean, I just, I just want to continue putting out posts that make people feel inspired and feel energized to really just pursue their own interests and their own, their own goals and know that like, you know, they're never a goal that they set for themselves is never too big or too far away for them. It's, I want them to come to my page and feel inspired and feel excited that they can really, you know, reach a health and wellness goal or whether it's a career goal. I also want to be a pillar of inspiration in that way. That's really, really cool. And I want to say too, you are very well versed in all of this, correct? Because you did go to nutrition school. So I want to hear a little bit about that experience and the concrete decision that you made after going to a four year university, then taking your education further. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I honestly think my love of learning has, has been woven throughout a lot of my career, my educational career. Um, but, you know, I think it really also started when I first did my first yoga teacher training and my mentor said to me, she was like, this is the first training, but this is definitely not the last. Like once you do one training, there will always be so many more trainings that are going to come your way. And I fully believe that. Like I'm never not learning. I'm never not like so excited to just immerse myself into another certification program or like 
the amount of self-help books and self-development books I have sitting in my bed, in my bedroom is insane. I'm definitely the type to want to collect all of them, but, um, but yeah, so I think, you know, dedicating your life to learning is, is also a great thing to do, especially if you want to be sharing the knowledge that you are learning and come from a place of, or, or serve as a resource. So yeah, after college, after USC, um, I just, you know, I felt that nutrition school was the right next step after a lot of this, all of my career path. Um, and it's finally got me here. So nutrition school was amazing. It, I did it through IIN. So integrative Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And, you know, it's really a holistic approach, which I firmly believe in practice in my own day to day. And I think your health really stems from your home and your habits and your daily practices that, you know, you every single day are leaning into ultimately create your future. So if you want to, if you're not happy with the life that you're living right now, okay, well dial it back and look at your habits and look at the things that you're doing every single day, because, you know, it's that compound effect. It's, it's what you do today that like, you know, influences tomorrow and, so my whole thing with coaching and um, with health and how I've seen it play out in my own health journey, it's really come, I've seen the biggest shifts because of the smallest changes. And so I firmly believe that it's about your home, whether it's the products you use in your home or the environment you create, the people who surround your, or who are in your home, the pets in your home <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and your habits. So that's, that's like the foundation to what I really want to be putting out there. That's really, really cool. And I think it's an amazing message that everyone can take and learn from. I do want to talk specifically, too, about the job a bit more and hear the nitty gritty of things. Are you doing this all on your own? Like every single thing that you post, every single opportunity that you get, is it all on your own? Do you have management? Do you have an agent? Anything like that? I'd love to hear about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm doing it all on my own. And it is definitely so overwhelming a lot of the time. And, you know, I don't know if we talk about that enough. Like there are so many moving parts to having a brand online and trying to also simultaneously live your life in the present moment. And I constantly am, you know, trying to find a balance with that of like not beating myself up if I don't post on Instagram for two days but I've been super present and off my phone in my real life. Um, or I didn't like share my breakfast this morning, you know, like sometimes I just want to enjoy life's moments in the moment and not feel like I need to put it all on Instagram or on social. But at the same time, I love when I do do that because the response that I get from my community is just so fulfilling to see people are like reacting to, Oh my gosh, like I'm making your cottage cheese bowl or, Oh my goodness, I made this for dinner today. I love this. Like, thanks so much for the tortilla rack or, you know, just little things, little shifts that I'm seeing start to play out and, you know, have a ripple effect is, is really something that fuels me. And I feel like is aligned with my life purpose is just to, you know, I, I fully believe like leading by example just creates change. So yeah, it's, it's a balance. <laughs> what are some of those key things that help you balance? Do you create schedules for yourself? Do you create set downtimes for yourself? 
Yeah. So Sundays in my calendar, Sunday is my social media detox day, which I'm not always great about not being on social media on Sunday, but it's in my calendar. So if it's in my calendar, the intention is there. Um, so yeah, Sundays are typically the day I like to try to be off my phone. Um, but also, you know, I don't really check my phone in the morning, at least for the first like 40 minutes of being awake. I'm on my phone to like put a meditation on, but that's about it. I've noticed the mornings where I do like scroll Instagram or something like that, the rest of my day feels super jumbled. And, you know, it's, I've come back to honoring my own boundaries. And even at nighttime, like by 8 p.m., my phone is away. Like if you text me after 8 p.m., you're going to get a response the next day. And that's okay. Like all my friends are super great about like knowing that about me. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think like setting it for me, setting it in my calendar makes it happen for me, but it's about like what, finding what works for you with scheduling. But, you know, also writing down a happiness list and scheduling in the things that make you happy and then honoring your boundaries for anything else around that. Like if, if it's like watching a movie and you're doing, and you're like, Oh, I, you know, it's not really honoring my boundaries when I watch a movie past like 10 PM at night on a weekday. Um, but I love doing it on a Saturday. So really figuring that out and honoring yourself and your boundaries to be okay with like turning it off during the week. If you know that it's going to make you feel bad the next morning, or, you know, you're going to sleep past your alarm the next morning. It's really about like thinking about the next thing and what comes next and seeing if it's like worth it in the moment or not. That all makes a lot of sense. And I think everyone should have a schedule, myself included, honestly, even if it is not your job that's related (laughs) to social media, I never set like my screen time thing. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I have it for two hours every single day, but it's like ignore for the rest of the day, you know? And you okay, can, that's what I've heard off. that everyone that sets it just ignores it. So I'm like, should I, I just not do it then? Don't, I mean, it's a great, <laughs> I don't know, like, don't do it. But I mean, it's cool that it has the, that functionality, but like it is second nature for me to just like ignore it. Like I don't even think twice about it. I just see my fingers tapping it again. And I'm like, why am I on Instagram again? I was just on here a second ago and I closed the app. So you know, that, you have that is be. hard. What's worked for me in the past is like removing it off my home street, home screen at least. So I have to go the extra mile and like scroll to like three pages down my phone to actually get to Instagram if I want it. That's a very good idea. Yeah. So with social media, because it is a part of your career, a part of your brand, kind of how you are able to get opportunities like the Nike training job, all of those things. What are some goals that you have for it? And what trajectory do you see it going? Do you want it to be a place that that you enter more, even more into the influencing space? Where do you see it going? I really, my hope for my Instagram is a feel good page where if someone runs into, you know, or if they're just having a bad day, um, I just want them to come to my page and know that they can like look at my content and be inspired to like make a better shift for in their day. And for me, like things that make me feel really happy, even when I'm having an ungrounded day is coming back to my daily habits. And whether, you know, I don't know what's going on in my schedule in one day or have a full day of calls, knowing that like I did my morning routine or I did my meditation, or I know that I have like my wind down routine to look forward to or some skincare routine, like something like that just brings me so much happiness. And by sharing that and putting that out there, um, 
you know, those are the things you can control. And whether you're having a day that's fully out of your control or just feels overwhelming, you know, that you can come back to the habits that you set for yourself and you lean into and you commit to. And, you know, ultimately, I think that's what leads to feeling better is knowing that you did something for yourself. And it doesn't need to be grand. Like it doesn't, I'm not saying take a bubble bath every night. Um, but <laughs> I am saying like, if it's even sit down for two minutes to take some deep breaths, like that can really create shift and pull you out of whatever feeling you might be feeling. And so that's my biggest intention with my own page is that to give people the tools and the knowledge to lean into so many different practices because there's a million and one things that you could be doing, but it's about trying the things and pulling out and subtracting and adding in the things that really feel good for you. Absolutely. Do you feel that because I know a lot of people specifically like in this day and age are attempting to enter into this space of showing so much of their life online and honestly monetizing off of it, trying to make this their full-time job and really practicing their passions on the day-to-day, do you ever feel pressure to get it pushed out as quickly as possible to as many people as possible to compete within the space that feels like everyone is getting into? And I'm talking about this too from a personal standpoint, right, of having a podcast, having great intention behind it, wanting people to hear it, but there also is that kind of this space is so congested. There are so many people doing what we're doing, you know? So do you ever feel that pressure and how do you contend with it? Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny you asked that because this morning I was driving back from the gym and I was like, Ugh, like, why do I even need to be putting anything out there? Like, There are so many accounts that you know, are talking about wellness things um, and health and health practices. But then I was like, no, wait, Clarissa, there are so many coffee shops. Like I was just driving down San Vicente, just thinking like, there are so many coffee shops and there are so (laughs) many cult followings to like each coffee shop. What makes me think that like, I can't be my own coffee shop in the most wellnessy way. Um, And so I'm going to start to lean into that every time I feel a little bit of imposter syndrome and it's super real. Like I think no matter where you are in your career, you'll always feel a little bit of imposter syndrome, but coming back to you and coming back to those daily practices and your mindset and the things that remind you of like your why. And I always like to say like, if your why doesn't really feel big enough, or if it doesn't feel like, if it feels like you can make up a reason as to why you shouldn't be doing what you really want to be doing, ask yourself why again, and then ask yourself why again to the reason that you want to show up. And oftentimes, once you get to the core of that why, that why will be so big that you will continue doing what you want to be doing. And you will put your blinders on and not worry about what anybody else is doing. And you focus on you because the world really is super big. And I know we had said the world keeps getting smaller and smaller in terms of connection, (laughs) um, which is a great thing. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, there are still so many people in the world. There's always going to be space for you because you, your spin on it, your twist, your energy, your vibe is going to be different than somebody else who's still doing something similar in this space. And we're all individuals. We all have different likes and dislikes and things like that. So what's to say that somebody won't like your platform compared to somebody else's? So you know, remembering that imposter syndrome feelings are so normal and so human to experience, but it's about how you push past that and know that like you're having a human experience by feeling this way. And 
you know, what's on the other side of those feelings can be something so great. And you will never know what that, that thing is unless you continue to pursue it. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. And I love the idea of you thinking about the coffee shops and how many there are of those because it's, it is really, really true. How many brands are there out there? How many coffee shops? How many restaurants? How many of all of those different types of businesses? And I do think that there is, there's clearly space because it feels like, yes, there's an influx of everybody trying to create content now. But it's also kind of beautiful that everyone's trying to create content now, you know? It's like it's not it's not just the day-to-day jobs that we're really focusing on. It also is people's different points of views. It's all of these types of things. So I think that's really great. I would love to hear more about this Nike trainer program. I want to hear from a Nike trainer herself, and I want to hear the entire process of it from the person reaching out to you through Instagram all the way through where you are now Take us through everything start to finish. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's such a pinch me moment and it still (laughs) is a pinch me moment. Like, wow. Okay. So I got a message from my girl, Saray. Shout out Saray. I love you. (laughs) Um, And she just followed me on Instagram. She messaged me and she was like, Hey, like we're building trainer communities in Los Angeles and New York. And And so she was like, I'd love to come and take your class. And so I was like, oh my God, what the heck is going on? Like, (laughs) yes, come to my class. So she came to my class that same week actually and took my class, my 60 minute yoga sculpt. um, And right afterwards we went and got coffee. So she told me about the program. And so I'm just going to start by, this is going to be me explaining the program because I think what they're doing is just so incredible and so needed in this space and wellness is just continuing to grow and i love that a brand so big is now you know shifting their brand identity essentially to incorporate other forms of healing of movement and so now you know when you think of nike what in a traditional sense like what comes to mind first thing is usually like an athlete a you know a professional athlete who's like doing all the things but actually take a step back and think about this like and their whole positioning now is you know if you have a body you're an athlete and you could be a nursing mother and you are an athlete like that is something to be celebrated or whatever you're doing and pursuing your passion like you are that's a form of athleticism and to be able to be part of this community that now you know recognizes the importance of wellness and well-being and holistic practices like yoga, like meditation, sound baths, sound healing, um, dance, so much more breath work. And this whole pivot, they just also launched the Nike Well Collective, which is a space for wellness and and it's nutrition, it's rest, which we don't talk about rest enough too. And rest is definitely a form of wellness for whether you are a professional football player, rest is essential. Whether you are, you know, a yogi like me, rest is essential. And, and so, yeah, so that is the whole thing. We had a fun in-person event in LA a few months back and I taught yoga there. We also went up to Coachella for Soho Desert House and did all the fun things there. And it's just really awesome to see this pivot, the shift 
I feel like this is such an incredible program for somebody that did not get reached out to for this training program. Are there other ways to get involved or become a Nike trainer? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, I definitely suggest following the Nike, like your Nike account that is like in your area. So for Los Angeles, it's Nike LA. And we post like all these different events that are going on across LA. And I know they have some in in New York as well. So I would check that out. But getting involved in that way and just going to all the events, you'll always meet team members. And that's a great way to, you know, be part of the community. And And I think, like I said at the beginning, like continue putting your energy out there. Don't be afraid to plug yourself and don't be afraid to really just, you know, show up as your 100% self without without those feelings of imposter syndrome. If you notice they come up, you acknowledge them, but you're like, okay, take a deep breath and move forward with the vision of you that you want to put out there. And earlier this year, actually, I had um, an experience where I was shooting some digital um, classes for a tech company. And I was, I actually was thinking about that. Like, you know, how Beyonce has Sasha Pierce, like Mm -hmm. have that have that persona of you that shows up in the spaces that like, you know, that persona of you needs to show up in. And, and, you know, for me, it's like risks. It's like, it's also Clarissa, but it is risks. Like (laughs) wellness is risks. (laughs) Um, And so what does risk stand for? Really? It's, it's coming back to those values and that energy and vibrating at that energy and putting that out there at those moments. That's really cool. And I would also love to talk about the community of trainers, how many of you guys are there per location? And what is more of the purpose behind the program? Because I know you said like what they're trying to do, they're kind of entering into this wellness space, the idea that anybody is an athlete. But what is specifically are you guys kind of supposed to be the ambassadors for that mission? Yeah, I would say so. Essentially, we are creating these communities in person so that, you know, each of us has our own individual communities from like, you know, me teaching in the studio, the people who come to my classes, um, the people who follow me on Instagram. And it's this idea of connection and bringing these communities together and continue to grow these in, in-person experiences um, and have touch points to the brand and to feel this last event we had was to was about feeling your all. And so to create spaces with that intention of, you know, diving a little bit deeper, feeling your all leaning into the feelings that come up during a class, like movement is so much more than just movement itself, right? It's the mental clarity. It's the space that you can get, the stillness that comes along with it, the connection you you make um, with yourself and with other people taking the class. And so, yeah, I would say, I think we're, I think we have about 18 or 20 Los Angeles trainers right now. I'm not quite sure on the number, but I think it's, I think it's around there. Um, and Yeah. So that's a really small amount. That's insane that you're a part of such a niche group within I'm guessing like a lot of people come to these classes, they want to, you know, learn from Nike trainers. It's kind of a glorified thing. I'm guessing like it sounds amazing. It it really was so special to be able to lead my class this past time at this event. And just to see all the bodies move in the space like it it just felt so surreal. Like, oh my gosh, I'm teaching this class right now. And (laughs) these, these beautiful humans are moving 
to my guidance. Like, I don't know. It was just a very pinch me moment. And I know that there will be a lot more of those moments. And I'm very excited for all of the things with Nike. It's it's seriously a dream come true. And I think about, I think back to like my seven-year-old self again, like in school with my uniform on, but I had my Air Force Ones on and Nike has been there through my whole life. Even when I was a cheerleader, my cheerleading bag was a Nike bag. And so my gym bag. So it's just, it's really a goosebump moment. So yeah, it's, it's really awesome. That's really amazing. And I want to point this out because I do remember I follow you on Instagram, of course. And I wanted to point out that you had, I don't know if it was a brand partnership with Nike, but I wanted to ask, was that in collaboration with then this upcoming? And how did that, how did that work? Were there deliverables that you had to do? Tell us about that. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. That was that was in 2021. It feels like so <laughs> long ago. Um, and so yeah, it it was separate actually. So my that for this, another girl from a different Nike team had found me through my website, through my digital classes. This was like somewhat still during COVID, and we had made a connection um like in 2020. And we'd follow, followed each other. And then in 2021, she reached out to me again. She was like, oh, I have this opportunity for you. And this specific campaign was for their fall 21 lookbook. And it, the whole theme was like back to school. So they actually like sent us some product and we would take photos of it and post it. But um, yeah, I through that little partnership there, I think that helped me gain even more confidence in knowing like, okay, why not me? Like I definitely can continue putting this out there and lean into this fitness space and lean into this movement space and any feelings of imposter syndrome that have come up, like, you know, I can see past that and I can continue doing what I feel like I'm meant to be doing. That's really cool. For opportunities that come kind of to your door like that. I mean, not really because you are creating so much of this content that they are then seeing and they're inspired by it and they want to reach out to you. So there's so much work that goes on on your end that then they come to you and want to actively work with you. Are there like negotiations that take place about like what they're going to be giving you in order for you to give them those posts or things like that? Or are there like any kind of monetary elements involved? And if so, how do you know how to set your rates as a smaller creator? Anything like that that you can share that could maybe help somebody also trying to get into this space? Yeah, so I think, you know, working with a bigger brand, it's, I haven't had to negotiate anything for these past partnerships. And I have felt that the compensation and, you know, the deliverables were very fair in my end, on my end and on their end. And I was honestly just so thrilled to be able to work with a brand that I know would be a part of my future in a, in a really long way and in an impactful way. And I feel like you have to kind of just feel it out with which opportunities you feel like you might not be being seen and valued for what you're giving them. And then also, you know, weigh out, you know, if this is a brand that you see is very aligned with you, with you, and they are compensating you and they're asking for X, Y, Z, um, and you feel like they're, that's aligned with you, then I would continue to just like move forward with it. But, you know, there are instances where I think a brand could ask for a lot and, 
you're like, whoa, maybe compare it to something or a friend or you can ask around, you know, maybe you have some friends working in marketing or for me, for instance, when I worked in social media, like I was on the other side of like managing influencers and sending out contracts and seeing the conversations that happen on the other side of that. So I did kind of have an understanding of like where I felt like my content could be compensated at and also something that I would, I I think it's also just a matter of like you asking yourself, like, is this something that I want to do and put the energy and time into? Because nobody can really set that dollar amount unless it's um, other than you, like nobody else can be like, okay, your reel is worth this much money or this is worth that much money. Um, you know, so in specifics for my own experience working with Nike, like that was something that I saw way greater than just a monetary exchange. Like I knew working with this brand would be so incredible for just not only my career, but also just for the connections I'd make and for my brand. And, and I saw a much bigger benefit from that than just a monetary compensation. And so for that, I approached it in, in, in a really open way. Um, and also it felt good to feel seen by such a big brand. And at the same time, I know, had no feelings of ever like, you know, oh, the deliverables are way too much or anything like that. That like that never crossed my mind. Um, but if you ever feel a little bit of hesitation towards any sort of partnership, like I would definitely take a step back from it and think about like, do you one, see yourself working with this brand long term um, before you choose to like pursue it? Because there's nothing worse than like just having an, a one-off post about some random brand that like you probably don't really use in your day-to-day or, you know, you don't want anyone to feel like, oh, she was just paid to post that. And I never want to partner with any brands that like makes me feel like that or that I don't love and use. So yeah, I, I think it comes back to you reflecting on, is this brand aligned with me? And is this something that I can see myself doing or working with them in the long run. And if the answer is yes, then I say, you know, go for it. Like you have to really decide that for yourself. But um, I hope that I hope that speaks to that a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think it's perfect for you too. I mean, specifically for Nike as being this brand for you, because you have had such a through line with it, since you were a cheerleader, you know what I mean? Having the Nike yeah. bag, it feels it feels really, really seamless. And I'm happy that you were able to have that experience because, yeah, I know that there are a lot of people that aren't able to have that. So it's great that a brand like that, you know, it feels mutual for the creator. When you first had your first partnership with them, what did you do post-partnership to ensure that the connection would remain? Did you continue to contact them or was the next time that you had contact with the brand when they reached out for you for the separate opportunity? Um, Yeah, actually, I never really realized, you know, how big these big brands are, like how many people work at them, which is so (laughs) cool. It's such an ecosystem. It's such a world in and of itself. Like, it's incredible. Um, But actually, my the girl that had initially reached out to me for the first partnership we've just stayed friends on Instagram and I just continue interacting with her and making that human connection. And, you know, we, we just kept talking about like, Oh, we should get coffee sometime or just interacting with her posts and she interacts with mine. And it's, yeah, it's really, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. So it's important you treat partnerships like that. Like there are people behind these brands and it's not just like a brand, right? Like it's a bunch of people who are working to collectively create this brand image, but 
being on the other side of like the brand side, like when I was working with brands or on the brand side, yeah, I felt the same way, like being on the marketing team and I would speak to creators, like it'd be so nice to feel seen and respected both ways. And that's how I think you should approach any partnership is, you know, show up as you, your human self and like communicate with the brand as like another human, because there is a human on the other side of your email. So it's always nice to, you know, be kind and, and lead with that. Um, and also stay connected on social. And that's, again, an amazing thing about social media is keeping those connections alive, even if someone lives in a different state. I think that's such amazing advice. Also, like what you said, there is a person behind that, behind the brand, every single brand that you're working with, there are actual human people that you're talking to. And I think it's such a through line in every single career path that you go into. Everybody else that I've had on this podcast, they talk so heavily about their own connections too, right? Like, how did you get the next job? How did you make the next step in your career? Connections, connections, connections. So no matter if you're following a more, quote, traditional path or going off on your own, connections is the through line everybody connections maintaining them being kind to those connections following up I feel like it's so so incredibly important one other thing that I wanted to ask you about being a Nike trainer because it's kind of just interesting to me that you had your own practice of teaching right that somebody came and they watched you about how you taught when you became a Nike trainer and for these different events that you're training at do they implement a new training process? Do you have to train with them before training others? Or is it just you have free reins to train how you normally would train? Something that I just love so much about Nike is that, you know, they really place emphasis on us as trainers and us as individuals. And, you know, we were picked for this role for a reason. And our unique light and energy that we put into our classes is specific to us. And that it's been right off the right off the bat like it has made it it's been so obvious to us that like that special sauce is like what is celebrated at nike too so um yeah we're very much encouraged to lead our classes the same way that we lead them in our own communities and share that gift and share that magic with the nike space and with anyone who comes to our nike events so obviously there are general guidelines of how to you know form community, remember names, all the great things that come along with being, you know, not necessarily a lead in this space, but like, you know, the teacher, the instructor in in a group fitness class. Yeah. So taking all that knowledge that we've all gathered along the way through all of our different certifications, teacher trainings, and bringing it all to life. So yeah, long story short, we are definitely celebrated to be the teachers and instructors that we are at our core. That's really, really cool. I do want to know because we've talked a lot like within this interview so far about mindset and kind of bringing in that positive mindset and how you've gotten through the day to day is with that positive mindset. But I do want to know what helps you stay motivated, balancing all of these things that you're balancing, balancing your own brand, your own career within social media, then also becoming a Nike trainer. And how do you kind of get away from any of that negative self-talk, that imposter syndrome, and then kind of a twofold part to this, sorry, laying a lot on you with yeah, this question. I love it. But how to not make it, because your career path right now and everything that you're doing is so focused on fitness, wellness, and health, how to not make it too obsessive to the fact of you 
you not feeling like you can balance it in your own life? Wow. Oh my gosh. These are all true statements, Emma. I (laughs) I love that question because, okay, wow. I feel like I need to share some of the mantras I live by because I am totally human and I totally spiral and I have imposter syndrome and I am not perfect. And health is like such a passion to me. But at the same time, I recognize how, you know, too much information can also be a detriment and it can also be a little bit obsessive. And I have definitely fallen into that sometimes and, and I'm aware of when that's happening and, you know, it's about setting those boundaries. And I think that's another big reason why I decided to go to nutrition school, which was because I was like, okay, there is a lot of information out there. Instagram, the media, blogs, everything there. There's always going to be a new wellness trend. There's always going to be a new way to like reach the goal that you want to reach. So that's why I went to school. I was like, okay, I need to find the truths that work for me. And, and, and unless I do, unless I do that, like, I feel like I'm going to just feel like wellness is so overwhelming and, you know, ultimately be your own scientist, do your own research. And what is going to work for you is not necessarily going to work for your friend or your best friend or your mom or your dad or, you know, someone else on the internet. Um, and so it's about keeping an open mind with wellness and knowing that like nothing is temporary. Everything is going to shift. What worked for me when I was in college and I was like, Oh, I lost 10 pounds in college. It was great. I tried doing that like a year and a half ago and like it was not working and I was not reaching my goals. So what did work for me back then is not always going to work for me now or like 10 years later. And I think also realizing that, you know, your self-worth really, and this is something that I'm working with every single day is not is not equal to like your body image is not equal to the way that you show up in the world. Like you are inherently worthy and that self-worth never, ever, ever changes. Um, no matter what shape, what size, what way you look or anything like that. And it's very easy for us to place emphasis on, Oh, well, you know, I'm not a hundred percent because I don't look this certain way or have I, how I did five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, when we understand that, we evolve as humans and we are continuing to learn, to grow, to shift, to change, um, just how the world around us does. We approach ourselves with a little bit more grace and a little bit more openness. And that has really gotten me through this, like gotten me through. I recently also like lost 15 pounds and so much of what went into that. Not only were was it my daily habits, but it was about my mindset. And yes, there are bad body image days. There are days where, you know, you feel like you're just not seeing progress, but it's about reminding yourself, like my body is so much more than how it looks in the mirror. It is doing so much for me. Um, every single minute it is keeping me alive. I am breathing right now. It is digesting the food I just ate. It is helping me walk outside. It is, you know, responding to my environment. There are so many beautiful things that are going on in our bodies that we don't ever really give credit to. And so one of the things that I live by is like, okay, my body is a sacred space. And how would I act in a sacred space? Or how would I, you know, treat a sacred space? So it's like the foods I put in it, the words I speak to it, everything is heard by your body. And I fully believe that. So once I shifted that and journaled about it and came back to the fact that like, I am moving towards this change and it's okay to want change in your body, but it's about loving yourself through the whole process and keeping a confident mindset of, you know, I recognize there's space for improvement, but 
I am actively working towards my goal and through it, I'm, I must love this version of myself that I am to be able to even get to the next place. So that was, that was a long winded answer, but no, you know what? A really long winded answer for a really long winded question. And I think you gave it so many amazing key points within your answer there because this is so ingrained in your life. It's, you know, it's also your nutrition, your health, your exercise, do you ever feel like you get a break at all? Yeah, I, I'm really intentional about scheduling in breaks. And especially when we were traveling, we were in Paris and then we went to Hawaii, like both of those times, it really, every time I travel, I feel like I learned something about myself. And I think that goes for a lot of people. Like when you travel, you, you're you exposed to like the places in your life that you can't control. And it's like, okay, when you're traveling, you might not be working out or you might not be eating the things that you normally eat at home. And the gap for me there was, okay, what is my mental state? Like what is going on mentally when I don't have these practices that I lean into every single day? How am I talking to myself during this time? And you know, what am I doing about that? And so when you're somewhere that doesn't feel like it's, it's more routine, lean into things that feel like they are attainable, like a walk or, oh my gosh, I'm when you're in Europe, you walk so much. And why would you need to go do another one hour workout on top of those walks? So leaning into that, reminding myself that life really comes in waves and you won't ever always, always be in your routine. Um, and so a big theme is grace and honor, honor how your body is feeling. And I tell this to any of my friends who want like wellness help or wellness tips and things like they're like, Oh my gosh, like I fell off my routine for a week. Like the time passed already and the time is going to continue to pass. So it's like, give yourself grace for the week that passed and that's okay. Like rest is super, super restorative and regenerative and it's very rejuvenating. It is so (laughs) needed. Um, to even be your best version of yourself, like you need to pull it back and you need to take a step back. So yes, I do give myself rest periods. I allow myself not to work out for like a week. Sometimes like, let's say if I'm doing like an eight week program or a 10 week training program for myself, then in between all that, I'll give myself a week or even two weeks of a break of just changing up my routine. Maybe I just do yoga or maybe I just do my walks, but, um, but yeah, it's important to to do that because your body also likes change and to pull it back and rest is really important so that you can continue coming back stronger and, and do the things you love. That's really amazing. I mean, everything that you say is so all-encompassing, again, of just like the through line of enthusiasm and energy. You bring it through with every single question. It's really interesting. <laughs> and But I also, I want to bring something up quick because before we started recording, we were talking about your name and we were talking about how you recently found meaning in your last name. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I want people to hear because it really feels full circle if you hear it, like I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, yes. Okay. So my last name, Karuna Rotney, which I definitely don't say exactly correctly, but that's the way I say it. So we're going to go with it. Um, It's a Sri Lankan last name. And for my entire career as like in elementary school, middle school, high school, every time I'd like, you know, a teacher would need to say my last name. I would always be like, oh my gosh, I hate (laughs) this. Like just don't even just call me Clarissa. Like, it's okay. Like, I understand it's a long last name and it's very hard to pronounce when you just see it written on paper. Um, 
but you know, it was recently that I was having a conversation with my dad and he was like, you know, I was like, what does my last name even mean? Like, tell me about it. And so he's like, well, it's Sanskrit, which one right off the bat, I was like, okay, Sanskrit, that's the language of yoga. Like, (laughs) tell me more. And then he was like, hey, well, it means, so Karuna means like kindness, compassion. um, And then Ratna, the last part of that um, last name of the last name means like gem, like light, energy, sunshine. So I was like, oh my gosh, kindness and sunshine. That's my last name. You're like, that (laughs) is me. My last name is me. I'm kindness and sunshine. (laughs) I'm like mind blown. Like I live my life on the values of like kindness and sharing my energy and sharing my light. And with the hope that like anyone around me feels that energy and feels inspired to continue to show up as their sunshine light, their energy. Um, And so I was like, what is life right now? (laughs) Knowing that is my last name? I don't know. Um, So I thought that was really cool. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm Clarissa Karunaratni. Nice to meet you too. (laughs) I will tell you my last name. Now she says it proudly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's a learning thing. And, And my younger self would be proud of me knowing that like, I'm owning all of my being. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to love the things that you were once insecure about. It's hard to embrace those things that you feel like aren't necessarily the norm or see, deemed as normal or familiar. Um, but ultimately, there are always spaces for anyone to grow. So by me telling someone about my last name, then maybe they learn something new or feel inspired to share their light or learn about where Sri Lanka is. I don't know, you know? So, <laughs> Absolutely. So I, All of those yeah. things would be good things. <laughs> exactly. So it's a great place to visit too. If you ever want an island vacation, it is a gorgeous island underneath India. So very, very cool. Well, Fun fact. I think I think that's amazing. I love your last name. I love the meaning behind it. And that's why I wanted everybody to hear it because after also hearing all of this, hearing everything that you've walked us through, I think everyone would probably agree that it does perfectly fit with you, which is, Aww. it's just stars are aligned. It's really, really cool. I do want to know what is one piece of advice if somebody is trying to enter into this space that you're in right now, whether it be health, wellness, fitness, being a trainer, or just going into the social media landscape, trying to make that their full-time job, leaving more of the traditional career path. What's one piece of advice? I know it's kind of hard to give one, but one piece of advice you would give somebody. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to speak to it in the lens of like, if you want to be a group fitness instructor or a trainer or any sort of like movement specialist that, you know, and then I'll talk about the rest. But for me, something that really helped set me up as a, as an instructor was taking classes from my favorite instructors, because there's so much that you can learn from just doing it yourself, like being in class and like feeling the movement in your body, feeling the music, seeing another instructor speak to musicality, um, is on beat, you know, cute, how they cue those things I fully believe can be learned. Yes. Through a teacher training, but more so in the space. So, you know, you take what you learn in your teacher training and then you go and apply it and you go take class. You continue being a student of the craft and then you continue teaching it. So teach it to your friend, teach it in your backyard, host a free class. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and 
do the thing that feels like, you know, the right next step and it'll lead you to the next one. And don't be afraid to like look stupid or anything because I bet, you know, more often times than not, like you are doing the thing, you are never going to look stupid. Like, um, so if that's a fear, I know that's come up for me before too. Lean into it because if it's calling you, like that means that you need to lean into it. And I think that is like my biggest piece of advice right there. Like you will always have that little voice in the back of your head. Um, sometimes we find so, we, we try so hard to like, figure out what your purpose is in life or like, you know, we look externally for that validation of like, am I doing the right thing? But we really deep down, I think we really, really know where we need to be going. And I think reflecting on your past, you know, childhood or early adulthood, the things that you've gravitated towards those little interests that like spark your happiness or the people who surround you even ask them what they see you or like the things that they can highlight about you, write a list about that and think about how you can, you know, form a career and build a sustainable lifestyle while combining your passions and the things that you can bring to the world and how you can benefit other people. So when it's purpose driven, it will never, it will never fail you. <laughs> I think that is such amazing advice. And specifically to thinking about you know, what you're pointing out, like drawing from your childhood, drawing from the things that you are intrinsically very good at and that you do like, I think we tend to push those down so often. Like we're just like, oh yeah, we're we're like really good at talking to people, but we don't want to be in that career path. So we're not going to do that. And it's like, okay, but you could be the most successful in that career path, or you should just at least try it, you know, work towards your skills, work towards your passion. So I love that advice so much what is next for you? What is next for you in the personal business side of things, on the training side of things, some short and long-term goals or some things that we should be looking out for? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to share. I'm still working on this. So I'm going to give you a little sprinkle of what's going on. Um, I So, you know, in COVID, I created Sweat With Wrist, which was my on-demand fitness platform that had workouts and meditations on it. And I love that platform and it's definitely been a great space. But now with my newfound love and experience with nutrition and health and overall just like holistic lifestyle, I think that, you know, I want to create a space where we build this community and we take, we create a digital community that like, you know, can be an in-person thing. And I would love to lead more classes, create more spaces for us to feel and to connect. Um, but at the same time, like I also love and feel so energized by working one-on-one -on -one with people. So I know that the next thing that I'm going to be doing is really launching a holistic health coaching program and all the details. I'm still going to, you know, we'll, we'll have a second chat about all of this, but absolutely. Yep. All of that is coming. And really, I just want to be your wellness BFF. So any questions in wellness, in health, come to me because I know it's confusing out there and there's nothing better to move through it with a friend. So that all sounds amazing. We're going to have her back, you guys, once she launches this, because we want to know every single thing about this. I want her to be my personal coach. I want her to be your personal coach. I think it's going to be amazing. A final question for you. Do you have a quote that you live by that helps you get through the day to day? Wow. Yes. I feel like I have a couple quotes. I actually pulled them up on my phone because I was like, I need to share them. <laughs> um, but Okay, two right off the bat. 
And I don't know exactly who said this, so I'm just going to, you know, paraphrase it. But one, with wellness, with health, with anything you do, choose your heart because there's always going to be two sides to whatever you want to do, whether that is, you know, live a healthier lifestyle, meet a strength goal or a weight loss goal or a sleep goal or, you know, connection, whatever it might be. Choose your heart with that because what's harder? the process of becoming or the stagnation of staying right where you are and feeling like there can be more, but you're not leaning into the more. So there will always be hard. And it's not like, it's not like it's going to be easy, but it can be simple, right? So we can always simplify the process of which we need to like, whatever we need to do to reach our goals. We can simplify it. We can write down the steps. It won't always be easy, but It'll be simple and you just got to choose your heart, which one. So take your pick. Um, and every time I feel like down or anything or unmotivated, I'm like, okay, of course, choose your heart. Like this headspace right now I'm in is hard. Or should I go do a hard gym workout and like be on the other side? Feel better. <laughs> yeah. And then second, it kind of like leans into the same thing. But whatever you are not changing in this moment in your day to day, is what you are choosing, right? So whatever you're not, it, and it comes down to your daily habits. Like your future is made up of what you do today and what you do tomorrow and what you do the next day. So think about really what is consuming your day, what is part of your day, and decide if that is in alignment with what your future version of you acts, speaks, moves like. That one's really, really good. I like that one a lot. <laughs> It's a good one. You want to really intentionally, you know, show up in the world as the version of you that you are becoming. And that version of you is really within you. It is. But sometimes we just got to move through it to find them. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing those quotes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing all of this knowledge, all of your experiences. Like I said, we're going to have her back because there's so much more that I want to talk to you about, especially once you launch this, because I know there's going to be a whole new set of obstacles, highs and lows, and we want to hear all about it. So thank you so much for coming on. This has been such an amazing conversation. Oh, Emma, thank you. I'm very excited. I'm so happy that I was able to share my story with your community and um, definitely want to stay connected. So I'm excited for what's to come. Absolutely. Everyone, make sure to check out Clarissa on her Instagram at Yogi Riss, spelled Y-O-G-I-R-I-S-S. Her website, morethanmovement.co. Sign up for her newsletter. Check out her workouts and meditation. And thank you all for listening to Excuse My Reach. As always, you can find us on all major streaming platforms like download, share with your friends, be kind to those around you, and don't be afraid to reach a little higher. Woo! We did it. We did it. <laughs> so good. I'm